0: Welcome to Beans and Breakdowns, a podcast dedicated to bridging the gap between specialty coffee and the heavy music community. On this episode, I'm joined by Liam Cormier, the vocalist of the band Cancer Bats. During the episode, I did have sort of a gnarly cold, uh, so I apologize for some hoarseness, but it was a really awesome time, and I hope you guys enjoy the chat. So grab a fresh cup of coffee and wake the fuck up.
1: What's going on, Caffeinated Crew? Uh, today, I'm joined by Liam, vocalist of Cancer Bats. Liam, what's going on? What's up? You said that I can't edit the podcast, but we might have to do some if, if there's... There's a... not allowing it.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll like uh, rescind my consent for right? the, if it's edited. So the preamble that you heard was perfect. We're going to get into it. We got breakdowns. We got beans. We
1: got me, Liam from Cancer Bats. We got everything here. Uh well, let's let's get into the coffee. What are you what are you drinking on your side? Oh yeah, as I was saying
2: pre uh intro, <laughs> we just put out Cancer Bats just put out a coffee. Booya with uh our good friends Anchored mm-hmm. Roasters out of Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Um, where I live, I live in Halifax. So they're my close homies. And that's what I was drinking this morning. Cause I was just like, sick, got these beans. I'm going to brew this all week. Took like two bags straight yeah. off. At like this is what I'm drinking. Um, yeah, it's great. I really, I drink tons of, uh, anchored already. My girlfriend owns a restaurant. They serve anchored at a restaurant. So we drink a lot of anchored coffee in this household. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was wondering uh what the why anchored because I know that you guys are based like you are like a Toronto band, but I wasn't aware that you were living in Halifax. So. Yeah,
2: I'm I moved to Halifax in 2019. I'm
1: gonna okay. actually
2: take
1: off my shirt. <laughs> oh, just do a t-shirt though, not not new. Not yet. all the way. Yeah, we're not going <laughs> shirts and skins today.
2: Um yeah, so I moved to Halifax in 2019 and Dean who owns anchored was actually one of the first pals that I had met out here. Uh, he's super into surfing and riding dirt bikes. And I ended up meeting a ton of his friends coming out and like doing, uh, motorcycle trips, but also for the clothing brand stuff that I do Treadwell clothing. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of stores on the East coast, like in Truro and Moncton, um, Halifax, that like sold my stuff. So I would come on these sales trips and I'd ride dirt bikes and drink coffee. I'd like stay at Dean's house Mm -hmm. uh, and we would just like drink crazy amounts of coffee and hang. And then I was like, this place rules. And then I met my girlfriend uh, and I was like, I'm going
1: to move here. And now I'm full time East Coast. Nice. Uh, So anchored. You guys partnered with them to do the Pressure Mind coffee. Yeah. The bags are really dope because they match the the Pressure Mind, like the new artwork for the singles. This is the thing, the graphic designer. So I can just bang it out. It's fucking great. <laughs> uh, what What uh, in terms of like the blend, uh, putting the beans together, putting the roast profile together, or did you spend a lot of time doing that? We I had made a
2: coffee with Dean before Uh, called Dirt Bike Brew, which was the Treadwell collab. Um, And I personally love like a a chocolatey, nutty... I also like to put dairy in my coffee. So I'm like, I'm hip to the high acid, fruity, drink it black. Mm -hmm. But I only want like one of those where personally I love drinking like a pot of coffee. Like I like, like this morning I started off with like three mugs of coffee. I'm like, good to go. It's like noon. I'm like ready to rip. Wow. But then in the afternoon at like four or five o'clock, that's when I want the, like the subtle note, drink it black, make it as a pour over. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the different kind of vibes. So For the dirt bike brew, I like definitely. I was like, I want this to be able to be good with cream. I want every kind of like, if you drink Kirkland Signature headache water, you know what I mean? You'll be into this. Headache
1: water, that's great.
2: If you drink, you know what I'm saying though? Like, people, (laughs) what I get. It's like a big, dirty bin of like (laughs)
1: folders. Fucking folders.
2: All right, my G, you love cream and sugar. I get it. Like, I want to make a bean that like everyone can get Mm -hmm. down with. So Dean and I spent a bunch of time figuring that out on the dirt bike brew. So then when it came time to doing this, like I was like, Oh, I just want to make the pressure mine the same as the dirt bike brew. So it's Guatemalan. It's Mm -hmm. a 75% Guatemalan. And then there's 25% Brazilian. Nice. Um, The cool part about Anchored is that they've been roasting for like a super long time and they have like really personal connections with all their farmers Mm -hmm. So like Dean's been to that farm in Guatemala. Um, he like knows the farmer. It's still the same guy that he's been using since like 2015 or 2016, uh, which is like always something I I really like loved about that company uh, just to like have
1: those connections. Um, so yeah. So I was just like, Oh, let's do this again. Nutty chocolatey. Yeah. The Brazilian's going to give you a bunch of that great chocolate, like super rich chocolate flavor. Yeah. Um, so
2: I like that aspect as well. Mm-hmm. And I also have been to Guatemala. I've like ridden my motorcycle, like around a bunch of those plantations. And I'm like, Oh, that feels like more of a connection to, for me, mm-hmm. like just like, Oh, this is where I've actually gone on a dirt bike trip. Um, it's funny too. Cause Dean and I have like, we both got way too busy and then there was also a pandemic, but we used to talk about doing like a Guatemalan like dirt bike trip to go and like visit that farmer and go visit some roasters. Um, and then like recently I was on a Mexican trip riding dirt bikes and one of the guys, this guy, Ricky, who was like, he lives in, uh, in Baja. He was like, we could do like a coffee dirt bike trip in the Chiapas mountains.
1: Oh yeah. And I was like,
2: let's go. Let's do this. Yeah,
1: that's, that's like a dream. Uh, my wife is from Mexico, but she's from the central part. So it's, there's not a lot of coffee growing. Uh, but some of her relatives, they run a coffee business in Veracruz, which is a big coffee region. Cool. But a lot of it is coming from Chiapas and Oaxaca, which are neighbors, basically. Yeah. And there's and, great motorcycling around there. Oh, for sure. I was talking to a guy who's from Oaxaca, and he was basically like, to go from the city to the beach... It will take you six hours, but it's really only like 120 kilometers. Yeah, because you have to go up over the mountains, and they're huge and everything. So I really, I'm planning yes. to go at the end of this year. Oh, sick! Uh, to go visit some uh, some fincas, which is what a coffee farm is, and then uh, you know, I love mole as well. So
0: oh, rad! Yeah, a bunch of
1: fucking mole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole I love Mexico.
2: I love like any that Central America like traveling. Um, we've never cancer bats. have never been able to like tour down there. Um, other than we played TJ once in like 2007 oh, yeah. uh, and it was sick. It was like was it best- wild.
1: I've heard playing over there. Like uh, I have friends that were from Juarez and their band from Alabama. They were on tour through like through like Texas and shit. And they went down and played Juarez and they said that that show was one of the craziest shows they've ever played.
2: I yeah, it was I think it was also like uh like 2007 we were only on our first record too. Mm-hmm. So it was like a really fun punk show, but we also same trip we played uh oh no, maybe that was another time. Anyways, it it, it was cool because it also just felt like you were playing um you know, like in San Diego or something like that. Like yeah. that, that vibe of it being like also really chill and like feeling like a hardcore show was like cool too. Like I was like, oh, this could also just be like Che Cafe. And like everyone's really rad and like hanging yeah. out. That was my first time ever in Mexico in 2007. And then I've since like, I go to Baja all the time now to ride dirt bikes. That's sick. But hopefully Cancer bats. we're trying to figure something out, but... I feel like the world is slowly opening
1: up. <laughs> very, very slowly. Uh, I'm like, yeah, crossing my fingers. Oh, I have tickets to all these shows coming through Montreal now. I'm like, please don't fucking cancel. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I got to see. I actually got to see Comeback Kid on uh, Sunday with Boundaries, which that oh was yeah, sick. Oh so fucking at fun at Turbo
2: House, right?
1: Yeah, I know that. Weren't you guys on all the other dates except for the Montreal dates, right? Well, yeah, we didn't do any other Quebec. Yeah.
2: um we are always planned that i mean because these shows were like the first ones with like the restrictions lifting yeah we actually had to move we had a week of shows before so it was like comeback kid was going to do the same thing but their week was after so we were going to do a week before and then meet up with them and then go home and then they were going to do a week after kind of thing um I wish we could have done those dates because I really love boundaries too.
1: I think that band's sick yeah they're they're fucking awesome live, like their energy is incredible,
2: yeah, we like play Quebec City and like those dudes will all come and hang, and yeah, I was like, oh, playing like Lante like with those guys would have been sick, but whatever, there's more to, her. yeah, but we're playing Putzza, that's also why we we weren't on those shows, so because always. Uh, and it wasn't like announced, so I I think a lot of people were confused. But that's this be confused. Yeah, just wait it out, man. Yeah, I feel like that's the biggest. If anyone listening is like wondering what's happening, like man, just wait it out. Like
1: everyone on online is
2: like, I can't believe you're not coming to my town.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please chill. Everyone's really triggered about everything now. It's great. Yeah, I think it like two years of being disappointed.
2: It's now like everyone's views is really short, which just
1: I get. Lower, lower your expectations. Everybody just lower your expectations a little bit so that you can be surprised when things go well.
2: Yeah, you're like, oh, sick. I get to do this thing.
1: Uh, I i should probably say what I am drinking coffee-wise. I'm having a new coffee that I've never heard of, but it's roasted here in Montreal. It's called Manon. It's uh, specific to a shop down the street from me. And it's actually a Mexican single origin. So it's really good. Tastes like uh like fig tarts.
2: Oh. Yeah.
1: It's a little darker than what I usually drink. And I do V60s, so dark coffees on V60 usually it is really bitter. But uh it's pretty good. Not too acidic, super chocolatey, super figgy. Like what's, a fig Newton. What's the shop called? The shop is called Le Grand Brûle. They're part of <laughs> a uh They're part of a, I guess, like a group called uh, We Manon. Oh. Uh, And it's a it's a nice little bag. It's got some cute people like dancing around on it. Oh, I get it. Manon. Manon. Um but it's roasted by our roaster here called Escape.
2: Oh, okay. There's a shop uh in Dartmouth called Good Luck. Uh that like Sunny, the guy who owns it, is like super into coffee like in everything and i i'm pretty sure he has some of those just seeing the bag
1: mm-hmm.
2: i was like shout out to sunny he knows he knows all <laughs> things beans
1: <laughs> yeah i uh i almost feel sometimes like i'm running out of roasters and then i'll go to like a new coffee boutique and it's like oh there's all these other roasters from quebec and canada
2: or like stuff from across the pond too there's so many like crazy things that are coming from like england
1: mm-hmm. and like Yeah. I'm stoked because I'm going to Outbreak Fest in June. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to do a coffee tour around London because I'm going to fly into London and hang out.
2: Sick. Well, you got to go
1: to Dark Arts. Okay. Dark Arts are the homies. And they, yeah,
2: they like, they're all like metal and hardcore, but like they make some crazy good stuff. Like it's. Their beans are wild. When I talk about like drinking like a fruity, acidic, like you can't even bring like any milk close to it or it'll just all curdle. Like it's like dark art stuff. It's like, they have like tons of other beans. Like they have like the, all the vibes, mm-hmm. but like,
1: yeah, some of their some
2: of their stuff is wild. That's great. Uh
1: Yeah, I got, I'll, I'll check them out. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with James Hoffman. He's like the coffee god.
2: I don't think I know.
1: He he's big on like YouTube. He does a lot of tutorials and like coffee science videos. Oh, okay. But he's based in London, and I'm gonna have to go and like pay homage to him and like his (laughs) at his coffee feet. Thank you. Um, But yeah, I've been meeting some people from around the UK, and some of them are going to be at Outbreak, so I'm super stoked to connect with them for like the yeah, first there's time a in person. Poppy, hardcore. Outbreakfest oh, is in Leeds. Uh it's Manchester. They moved in Manchester. it. Manchester. Okay. It used to be at Canal, what was it? Uh like it was at like canal something in Leeds and then they moved it to this conference center in Manchester. Oh uh,
2: okay. That's where I'm getting it mixed up. Yeah
1: I've
2: I feel like I've seen a lot of bands posting. Mm-hmm. Uh we're friends with like the higher power guys so I yeah. always see like yeah, that like big cheese and like all Fuck, those things. Band-
1: big cheese is so fucking good. Yeah, big cheese is sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> I watched also. their videos. It's just like that old, like nineties youth crew vibe. And I'm I'll live for that shit. Yeah, I
2: feel like there's a lot of I was gonna say also the like influx of Jonah Falco from fucked up. Being in England and just like producing now, like all of like the bet like Chubby and the Gang, the Chisel, yeah. like everything Jonah Falco like touches. It's like yeah. <laughs>
1: them in like Church Road, Church Road has been doing some crazy alt metal, like if it's metal core or like just weird off the cuff style, like employed to serve. Oh yeah. Um uh my my dudes in below the neck, they've got their stuff produced and they're like just killing the metalcore game in Scotland. Um, but Church Road, it was the dudes from, uh, it was that couple that said Employed to Serve. And then they had that record label before. Um, I can't remember what it was called. I also can't remember.
2: Employed to Serve was sick though. But it
1: had, uh, they, had, they had mold and stuff on that, that label as well. Um, tons of great stuff coming out of the UK. Shouts out to the UK scene. Pumped for the UK. <laughs> yeah, XL
2: Life is a sick man too.
1: Svalbard. Oh yeah, they're on that label as well. Man, just some sick shit, and just like Scandinavia has been killing the coffee and, and metal game as well.
2: Oh yeah, true. Um, that's definitely one of my highlights of like getting to tour. Mm. Is like going, like, oh, okay, we're gonna be in Oslo. Like, I'm gonna drink some fucking crazy shit. Like, we're gonna go to Copenhagen. Like, fuck yeah. It's also just so easy because the coffee culture is so much like, I don't know, it's just like been around for longer. So, like, anywhere you go is gonna be like mind blowing. Even if you're not like best coffee in blah, 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 you just like, or I could just like walk to the end of the street and they'll be like, you know, a mustachioed man wearing a leather apron, like, making some serious
1: shit. The giveaway okay. is, like, if it's a, the denim, if it's, like, a handmade denim with leather straps. <laughs> yeah. I,
2: like, look, like,
1: what? what's the shape of the mustachio? Is it, is it
2: nicely curled? Like, oh, yeah, this shit's going to be wild.
1: Or if it's, like, just perfectly combed. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, none, a, none of the hairs. A
2: well-kempt, uh, or if they look, like, super metal...
1: And you're like, okay. It's a fine line. Yeah, this is also gonna be great. Uh so Pressure Mind Coffee. Uh um, Pressure, Pressure Mind the song. Pressure Mind the single. The LP is <laughs> coming out April 15th. Psychic Jailbreak the record. It's all happening. Is it is the so the record is Psychic Jailbreak.
2: Yeah, so the, the album is called Psychic Jailbreak and that first single. Psychic Jailbreak.
1: Yes. Which, then-
2: spoiler, actually the last song instead of people being like, first song.
1: No. So, title track is the last song on the album? Yeah. Psychic Jailbreak is the ender. That's interesting.
2: Right? We've kind of done that a lot, though. Like, Pneumonia Hawk was like the ender uh, on Birthing. I mean, I guess Hale was the first song. Real Destroyer.
1: I I really enjoyed the video for a lonely bong. It was so much fun to just watch like the chugging the maple syrup. It I'm not, I, I feel like I'm becoming an honorary Canadian because I've been living yeah. here for almost, I've been living here for four years now. And so I find myself craving Canadian things now. Yeah. Like poutine and maple syrup. Um, so yeah, just watching, you know, you guys chug maple syrup and, you know, the Ontario slang that's just flowing. I like it. Like for us, like we're fun guys. We like to have fun. Yeah. So
2: like making, sometimes making the, like the cool guy video to me feels like less natural than mm-hmm. just like the goof off video. Like that's like really where we just like hang and have fun. And it's like, it's a fun day. And yeah. we're just us doing stupid things throughout our fun day and then like we also play a couple instruments and then then it's done and i i loved how like natural that video like we're all just laughing because the whole thing's really funny
1: (laughs) it it just feels like a like just a hang like it's so fun uh like just watching i'm like what the fuck is even going on here (laughs) (laughs) it was good too because like people were just like coming through to hang out because that it that space
2: it's like a diy like skate park but they also have shows there Mm -hmm. um and a lot of our friends like live close by like in hamilton so like chris from the flatliners like he was just coming by to say what's up and he like brought us some donuts and then we're like do you want to be in the video like do you want to (laughs) be one of the gags and he was like yeah for sure we just like put a guitar on him and then that was it it was super quick we just did like all of the jokes. Like, we had arranged for Wade to come, but like the necromancer guy, like, that's just our friend Nick Ball, who like lives again up the street. And I was like, would you be into being the necromancer? And I made that like wizard staff out of just like cans that were in the recycling bin. <laughs> and, like, I was, just, it was like a really fun,
1: like, just like, we should do this. This would be funny. That's really fun. You guys didn't even use like a proper video director. We had we had our friend Mitch, uh, who
2: helped like uh he's the director. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always like being involved though, because I think that's like again, showing like that you're creative. You know what I mean? Like that I love music videos. Like that's like also something I'm like I grew up on. I like loved like funny Beastie Boys videos, like yeah. all of that kind of like funny nineties like those old food fighters videos like that stuff's amazing so to have a chance you're like oh, okay we have some cash we can actually like make a cool thing and then I had met with Mitch and we had already talked about that but he also he like for him he like likes all the old cancer rats like funny videos like pneumonia hawk and road sick and sabotage i was like yeah we just want to do another one of those like lucifer's rocking chair was really funny But, like, let's do something like that. He was like, dude, totally. Like, I'm so in. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And like, Stevis from the chariot is like part of the gag. Like, that's when we're going to say that he's in cancer rats now. And he was just like, oh, I love the chariot. (laughs) I was like, okay, sick. Like, that's great. Uh, So it was like, it it all, like, yeah, worked
1: out really well. I was, so it was a bit confusing because I was like, wait, so Stevis is. And cancer. Yeah, basketball. people were like,
2: "Wait, this just a joke, though."
1: Because <laughs> the Chariot, uh, I'm from like, uh, like original Norma Jean, and then once Scott left, or Josh Goggin left, uh, Norma Jean and went to the Chariot. I was a Chariot fan like all the way from like you know middle school and up. Chariot's been one of my favorite bands for a long time. Yeah. Uh so seeing Steve is playing Cancer Pass, I'm like, this is unreal. Like unreal. So yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm so stoked. But the way that y'all presented it is really, really funny. It's like you're in Cancer Pest now. It's like
2: <laughs> what? Well that's what I love about it though too, because like
1: <laughs> like Steve is just being like, Am
2: I in Canada now? Like we we're all like <laughs> trying not to laugh. Like, yeah, you're like it was so ad libby and like funny but also just like classic stevis like we're like just play guitar like we're just gonna watch and he's like okay cool and then he like just jumps off the ramp and is like hanging from the ceiling we're like okay <laughs> we're like stevis is in the band i oh, get those it. wild dudes yeah he's the best it's definitely been super fun uh yeah like jamming and like we played those four shows and i was yeah. like oh dude this is so sick because we, we toured with the Chariot a bunch, but we also, at, on one tour, Josh had to leave. Um, we did like a Canadian tour, and then everyone went home. And then I was like, okay, we'll meet back up in the States. And then we, when we met back up in the States, Josh wasn't there. He was at home because his wife had just had a baby. And it was Steves, Wolf, and Dave. And they were like, we, we don't know. And it was like, we were on tour with Stray from the path. So stray cancer rats and the chariot. And basically the three bands were just like, okay, well, we want these shows to happen. It was chariot headlining. So we were like, we'll just learn. We'll each take a couple songs. We'll just like, we'll make it happen. And like, they played some songs as a three piece and like actually like played all their instruments and, like, it sounded like a grunge band. Like, it was the sickest thing ever. And then, like, Jay from Cancer Bats sang two songs. Like, Drew sang two songs. I sang two songs. Tom sang some songs. Like, it was Damn. the sickest. So, it was kind of like we all, like, became this, like, one band family yeah. on that tour. And that was, like, yeah, that was, like, the beginning of, basically, Steve speaking. I can't... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, uh, I've i always loved like that camaraderie that comes from even like I was talking to the dudes in Ignite last week and they mm-hmm. were saying like one of their favorite tours was uh, Reach the Sky was like one of the first tours that they went on and they in Hamilton, I think it was they all basically got on stage together and were playing like Guns N' Roses covers like at a show like they're just like fucking off like. Yeah. Uh, so I do love the camaraderie that comes from when you're on tour and like shit just happens, and you're just like, well, we'll just go with it, whatever. It was probably like a banana show. I feel like I saw that... I remember seeing
2: Ignite way back in the day, but I don't remember if Reach the Sky... I feel like Reach the Sky played Toronto a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, I remember seeing Ignite like a million years ago, which was maybe in like 2003? 2002, one. No, if Reese's Sky was still on it, it was probably in like 2000 or 2001.
1: Yeah, because those dudes started Bane and that they were around. Weren't some of those dudes in Bane as well?
2: Oh, I don't know. I know one of the dudes was in Converge. I
1: definitely saw Converge as like a five piece mm-hmm.
2: before like the Jane Doe four piece era started. Um, but yeah, man, Ignite, so sick. Take I'm so
1: moment. pumped. That new Ignite is so sick. It's sick, man. And then. <laughs> Dude. It's like some, and it's weird because some of like the lyrical content is a bit different because Eli writing lyrics, you know, he comes from like, uh, I think he, I think I don't want to get it wrong, but he's like Mexican from California, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, but he's writing lyrics that pertain to his background, but it's cool. still the same Ignite vibe. So it's just really cool to see like their evolution. As a band, yeah. as members come and switch out, that they still kind of are ignite, but they evolve. It's really cool. It's
2: funny because for me, I feel like I hadn't kept up with that band in like a really long time. And mm-hmm. then I saw this like video. I think it was program. They like did a video in program. Yeah, yeah and yeah. reposted it. And I was like, and I was like, Oh, this is sick. And it was like I've since like now jammed that whole record and I was like, man, I haven't listened to Ign- Ignite like that first EP and the like the Far From Home mm-hmm. record. Like that was that was Ignite to me. That was what I jammed. And then fast forward this record. That's like 25 years. <laughs> yeah, like fucking 15 years later I'm like, oh sick. Yeah, Ignite. I'm down.
1: Yeah, I really hope that they uh they're playing in Philly. I don't know if I'm going to be able to drive to Philly for that, but uh, I would love to see them because they're playing with Strife and fucking Earth Crisis.
2: Oh, crazy!
1: And Snapcase. So uh, Snapcase in Philly, in Philly at Union Arts, it's like some little fest. Like it's like a small festival, but it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, you should probably drive. No, I don't think so. I don't think I'm <laughs> going to be able to do it. I'm scared <laughs> to go to the U.S. right now. Yeah, you're like I'm good. <laughs> Um I would drive to see
2: Snapcase again. The last we played that Snapcase reunion in Buffalo with uh it was like Snapcase sick but all us
0: in oh.
2: the dream show and I saw Snapcase back in the day and I swear this was like better. Like I I would not say that like I've seen a lot of like reunion shows that were like more mind-blowing than the original but like there was a point where like john slammy was like playing guitar standing on the barricade like balancing like some sort of like superhuman he was like playing the intro to like i don't know energy dome or something and then did a front flip into the crowd when the song started and i was like what are you like 45 years old and you just did a front flip with your guitar like I was like, this is literally the sickest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was cr- it was a sold-out like town ballroom show and they just like
1: annihilated it. And I was like, man, this yeah. This is the wildest thing I've ever seen in my life. Snapcase is one of those bands that like I had no idea who they were until about three years ago. And I was trying to okay. start writing with this guy. And he was like, I'm really inspired by Snapcase. So then I found them. I'm like, Yo, this band is fucking ridiculous. Like,
0: <laughs> they're yeah, like
1: what every new metal esque like hardcore band wants to be, but they have been that. <laughs> yeah, they were like the almost yeah. the, at the time it was more like this
2: post hardcore kind of like thinking man's like it was like super progressive lyrics because I grew up in Southern Ontario, so like they were from Buffalo. It was like Buried Alive, Snapcase. Like grade, like all of that was like what we cared about. Right. And then we would see all these New York bands or we'd see these California bands, but it was like, but this was like like every time I die, we're like, this was our shit. Yeah. So yeah, Snapcase was like, (laughs) dude, most my there's tons of snapcase vibes. I'll be the first one to admit it. Me and Jay, who also love Snapcase, we were jamming like a shitload of snapcase when we were writing this record. Like <laughs> new cancer rats has like a ton of snapcase, like vibes on it.
1: Yeah, I do want to know a bit because uh, like writing and stuff changes, evolves over time. On this new record, is there anything lyrically, production-wise, that you guys experimented with a lot more than that you've wanted to do in the past, or is it uh, what kind of changes can we expect?
2: I think. I mean. There's not a ton, I think we've just become a little bit like obviously like this is our seventh record, yeah, we're a little bit older. we've been in the game for a minute, we've like kind of figured out a lot of the like maybe like I don't want to call them mistakes, but just like things that we know we like missed before where we like didn't have enough time or we didn't have parts that were finished, or we didn't you know what I mean or just like. I wish we could have done this different. I felt like this time around because there was like, so it was only Jay tracking guitar and bass, which we did that when we did hail destroyer. But again, we were young and didn't know what we were doing. Whereas like now we can like play our instruments. So we record like live off the floor. So like I sing while Mikey plays drums, while Jay plays guitar. And then it's like three parts of the record are done. Mm -hmm. in like the first five days and we're like oh yeah if we were skilled enough at our craft we could have done that before but we were not so we had to do like lots of editing Mm -hmm. we had to do a lot of punching we had to do a lot of that stuff so i feel like now that we're more accomplished we just have like so much more time um so it's like oh yeah like let's let's do the normal guitars, but then let's also make sure we have like we're like we're referencing like old like old white zombie videos and like old like sepultura live stuff like yeah. from the 90s or like that biohazard live from like um dinamo fest have you ever seen that set i watched that set constantly biohazard live it's like in 1993 It's like a live set. They're playing in front of 100,000 people.
1: It's the the sickest concert captured on film. Is that the same fest that Nailbomb played like their only live set? Oh, I don't know. I don't actually know, but I wouldn't doubt it because it
2: it looks like this is like the craziest. Insane. So we were like playing this video and like going to JP, our producer, and being like, "This, this is the vibe. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay okay. And then we'd play like, yeah, like old, like Metallica videos and be like, but we need to make sure that like this like old Metallica guitar sound is like in the mix too. But the best part is that like Jay grew up like a total Hesher. Like he just learned how to play Black Sabbath and Metallica. Like that's how he learned how to play guitar. So when we are doing a lot of this like throwbacky kind of stuff, not for the all the vibes but to just have in one of the five guitars that are being sandwiched on top of each other yeah i was like let's have this like really 90s sounding like high-end like old pantera like old dime bag like guitar bite like but yeah so jay's like dialing the metal zone you know kind of like thing <laughs> through his like fuzz rocious pedals to like make this that's awesome. So I like that was like the little stuff. Like I was like, "Oh, we have a song about skateboarding on this new record," so I was like, "I have to record myself skateboarding." So I'm like doing like four wheel slides like in the loading dock of the like uh, of the fucking studio, and we're like recording
1: that, like.
2: So
1: you're putting like fucking ollie. skateboard sounds and ollie like ollie pops in the the music, and then.
2: I had, like, videos of me, like, skating a bowl. So, we we're like, oh, okay, we should have, like, these wheel sounds. I had, like, sounds of my friend Adam, like, skating down the street. Like, just the, like... <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, all this needs to be in there, too. That's so, sick. it was, like, all those little things that we kind of just, like, had the time. Like, oh, let's make, like, a massive stoner outro to, like, this song. Like, just, you know what I mean? Like, like
1: a sludgy, doomy... Ours is more like, uh it
2: again it's like very like 90s almost like grunge like kind of like weird outro okay and then we me and jay the whole time we were in the studio we were there for like a month in winnipeg Mm -hmm. and so jay and i were staying at an airbnb and we were just watching like old like 80s like john carpenter movies (laughs) and like like total recall yeah and like we watched like the thing, we watched Escape from New York, we watched like every like all these movies. And then I was just like, "Oh man, we have to have like a total recall, like sample." Like, and we were like obsessed. Like, I think cuz again, it was just the, like Jay and I were staying together. We were just like in the studio for like 14 hours a day and then we'd come home and like eat food and watch a horror movie and then go to bed. Mikey was there, but he has two kids, so he would like dip in and out to like be on dad duty. Mm. So it was like me and Jay just like, we need more Total Recall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like just going like full cycle. God damn. That sounds like it's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, I love, you know, just like being able to play around with all kinds of weird shit when, when you have so much time in the studio. Uh, yeah. So like watching the the uh, psychic jailbreak those that those shots are all like real studio shots. Yeah, that's tracking. all.
2: That stuff. Our friend Sid Tang came with us, and uh, he like took photos and filmed, and like we have also like a three part studio doc that we'll put out. I think probably in May once the records out, so you can see the vibes. Yeah, <laughs> but I love stuff like that too. Like I love a studio doc.
1: Yeah, like all the behind the scenes. Yeah, I, I'm I'm like a gear nerd too. So like I'm one of those people that'll watch it and like pause and be like, what the fuck is he using for that? So, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm like one of those guys. <laughs> you what?
2: I don't play guitar. So I like that stuff. I'm like, I think it's interesting, but those are like the parts where I'm like fast forward. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. oh, I'm a drummer, but I uh I am like an audio engineer, so I do uh, okay. like knowing like yeah, how do they get that sound? So all, all vibes. Well, you'll enjoy it. There's some fun yeah. stuff. I'm excited. Uh, I, it looks like a lot of fun in the videos and everything. So, um, yeah, super stoked on the LP, man. Tell me a little bit about Treadwell. Oh yeah. So I have a clothing brand that I do. Yeah.
2: Uh, basically as I've said kind of earlier in the show, I'm really into motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that I kind of got into as like an alternative to music, I really like loved this scene where nobody cares like what you do, like riding motorcycles. Like no one's like, Oh, what do you do for a job? You're like, you're uh, whatever. Like what bike are you riding? And I was like, ah, oh, sick. So I like ride motorcycles with tons of people who like come from different, you know, walks of life, different mm-hmm. things. There's like doctors, lawyers, There's just guys who drive trucks. There's guys who do whatever arborists. I've, ride with like a bunch of lobster fishermen, you know what I mean? It's just like, everybody comes to this thing, but it's like, we all just hang out and like talk about motorcycles or talk about dirt bikes. It's like, Oh yeah. It's like this cool kind of like thing. Uh, So when I was like in this, I was like, Oh, I'd love to do something to also be a bit more in this community. Um, So I started making just like fun t-shirts. And then as like, that was kind of like gaining some momentum. I was like, Oh, I should make like a, like a riding vest like we wore a lot of like carhartt stuff yeah. or tough but i was like some of it i like wish was more motorcycle specific like deeper pockets so your stuff doesn't fall out or like i made a vest where the whole back is a pocket if you like forget a bag or like want to bring another jacket you can just like put it in this huge pocket so i did that and people got like really really stoked. So I was like, oh, this is now like a new thing. So then I started making like pants and jackets and like handlebar bags and hats and blah 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 blah. And now that's like my that's my thing. That's like what I do outside of Cancer Bats. But like this last two years, like when Cancer Bats like couldn't go on tour, uh, I only did Treadwell. Like that was just my entire job. That was what like paid my mortgage, which was like actually really sick to to like kind of like get that company like be a bit more like solid instead of me just like, I would just like put stuff in a bag and like have a pop-up or I like, would <laughs> go do a motorcycle show. And then I would like throw it, you know, wherever back in the van. So um, it was cool. To be, like, Oh yeah, this thing just got like more solid too.
1: I love that a lot of people, it seems during the pandemic, uh, spent a lot of time investing into like you and your craft, but then people outside of that, invested a lot into helping those makers basically so oh yeah totally even in montreal we didn't lose a lot of boutiques or like small coffee roasts like more coffee roasters i think came out of the pandemic yeah
2: well because i think people realize too that they like they need to directly support the things that they're interested in yeah um there was i feel like there's you know equal parts of people being like i love amazon so much more now (laughs) And I'm like,
1: Ugh. yeah, it feels icky.
2: Yeah. But I mean, it's also like, it's whatever. If, if that's like, if that's where you live and that's like, what is also like good. But if you live in a big city, you know, and you have the ability to do those things, like if you live in a small town and you know, that delivery, that's where I'm not trying to like, right. Take away from ever, anybody. But if you live in a big city and you want to like, go and support these things, like definitely throwing them some yeah. cash. Cause that's the other side is that it's interesting for as many of us as like lost, like a big part of our like job revenue, like for you, like doing live sound or doing any of that stuff stopped. Okay. It's like, there's tons of people that never stopped. Like I would say like the majority of people I know, you know, don't own restaurants or like playing bands. So it's like, Oh yeah. They never stopped. Everyone yeah. I know in construction just did like way more work or like anyone I know who did anything else. We're just like, this is the same shit for me. Like the lobster fishermen I know were just like, yep, still going to get lobster.
1: Yeah. Uh, like I know that my wife in the entertainment industry, she, they were able to move the entire studio to at home and they're never going to go back. Like you do. You don't have to go back yeah. to work in the studio, which is sick. Uh, so I'm happy that, you know, some things did change. And I feel like, Even work culture in general, especially in Canada, has been like changed for I think the better in terms of people recognizing their mental health, like knowing, oh, I need to take a fucking break. You know what I mean? Oh
2: yeah, for sure. Or like when you're sick, you shouldn't go and work. Like don't get the other people that you work with sick, regardless of what you're sick with.
1: It's not even worth it. Like it honestly, if you miss a day, like nobody's gonna really notice it. But yeah, Treadwell. Like, I love some of the collabs that you've been able to do with Cancer Bats. The flannels. It seems like the plaid uh, yeah. and flannels have been like flying off the shelf. Yeah, those
2: did super good. Uh, definitely like want to do more stuff. The only thing is like again, not to the like production world. But, like, I get a lot of my stuff made in China, mm-hmm. and so that side of things is like tricky because um, China now just has so much COVID. So there's lots of things that we're like trying to like more, we're going to make like cancel rats hats. Those are coming maybe, I don't know. (laughs) But I think that's also the cool side is that like people are now more understanding of all those things. Like everyone's just like, yeah, whenever the thing comes, I'll scoop it up. Like that would be sick. Um so I appreciate that of everybody having a bit more like patience and understanding. But yeah, I'm so like I want to do more collabs with different bands too. Like I think that you know could be a fun way to like do more stuff and do more like I love coffee. I'm super into skateboarding. Like I'm really excited to like kind of explore more avenues doing like some skateboard stuff or doing more coffee stuff with like other kind of like roasters. I think will be fun, kind of like projects in the future. So yeah, I, man, have, a, cool. I
1: have a I have a roaster for you to collab with. Uh, he's actually the vocalist of my band. Oh, okay. He runs Balance here in Montreal. Incredible roaster. <laughs> and in- quite well, I was talking with
2: uh, the the motorfucker uh, guys. Do you know them? It's like a clothing brand for Montreal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And we know each other from motorcycling and stuff. And we were talking about how we should do, um, yeah, like a fun pop-up thing in the summer. So maybe we can link up. Yeah, for sure. Coffee. Get some skateboards going. Get some Mm -hmm. motorcycles. People can hang. Maybe we'll set up like a rail. (laughs)
1: Like a little
2: demo. Yeah. Yeah. Do a best trick. Get a cup of coffee. Do a worst trick. What's the worst
1: trick? Uh, a frontside smith. There you go. (laughs) Is that the worst? I don't know. I'm
2: impressed with any trick. I'm 42 years old. Any trick people throw down. We were skating flat ground the other day. Me and my friend Katie, and she was like doing some like crazy like body girl stuff, and I was like, my flat ground is ollie.
1: I'm gonna like ollie. And I'll hopefully get some good pop. <laughs> Yo, I'm not joking. I tried skateboarding when I was a kid. Could not ollie ever for the life of me. Right, and so I started longboarding because that's when you can't skateboard. You longboard uh, and fight me. I swear. To I God. feel like
2: you could get. I feel like if you got good at longboarding, yeah, once you're comfortable with your, like your feet and everything, I think that's the thing. Is that like there's no like definitive. If you started longboarding, you have to do like you can first, only longboard. You can uh, only longboard now. If you got on a uh, uh, like uh, a different size board or got on like a bigger, kind of like more like bowl. Like I just skate bowls and like transition stuff now because I don't want to get hurt
1: and I don't want to like case a kickflip ever again in my life. Just fucking primo and and bust your tailbone. Yeah,
2: we're like, yeah, I'll bail like sometimes skating in the bowl and that's fine. You just kind of like slide out. Ooh, okay. But yeah, like rolling my ankle, trying to like ollie down a set of stairs. Like, fuck that.
1: Yeah, it hit the fourth stair, fucking bust your ankle. You're done. Yeah, no good. I did that
2: when we were on tour. I was in Boston and I was skating this board we had like this old school board of actually Wade McNeil's. I had like stolen it from him when we were on tour with Alexis, or maybe when we were on tour with Black Lungs, but I stole this old like Powell reissue and oh, had nice. big soft wheels, but it had a flat nose. It was like one of those ones.
1: Yeah. And
2: I went to Ollie down a flight of stairs. And when I like kicked my foot across it, it just like slid off the board and I landed like on my ankle and I was like oh fuck and we were playing a show so I had to just like I laced up my skate highs like all the way to the top just as tight as I could that was just like my instant like okay I'm just gonna like suppress this and then I had to just like do the rest of the tour with like this super tight shoe as a cast it sucked that's probably
1: the last time I skated too you should have oh. hit the Home Depot, get some paint stirs, and then like, t- oh, yeah, like made a up. fucking splint.
2: I probably would have just duct taped my foot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. It, all that to say, I ollieed for the first time last year. Oh, sick. I'm, I'm 29. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's so, huge. I'm like, I might get a board. No, it was my yeah. friend's board. So I might get a board.
2: Get aboard. Everyone should get aboard. Everyone should get aboard. I've been skateboarding so much in the last like two years. It's been the best. I mean, luckily here in Nova Scotia, there's like tons of skate parks, especially like new ones that everyone's like kind of organized the city to build. And like because of the surfing out here, there's tons of bowls. So there's all these like crazy pools and bowls that you can skate and dudes who like rip them. Everybody's old too. It's just like the sickest. Like you show up and I'm like 42. I'm super young compared to like (laughs) everyone. It's
1: like six year old like surfer bums.
2: They're all like old like Kesher dudes who are still, they bring their like DeWalt like job site speakers and they play like all the music that they like listened to in the nineties. So it's kind of like, like skating a bowl, listening to the Melvin's. With like a bunch of old dudes, I was like, This is the sickest. And then, like, when we were writing the record, I literally would have that and then like go home and like play drums and just be like, dude, we need to like Melvin's the shit out of this. <laughs> like, this is so sick. It's sick. But it's like cool to be around that stuff to like remember, it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, a lot of nostalgia comes from even being around. Like I found myself hanging out with older people just because it feels more chill. Like people have shit figured out when yeah. you reach a certain age. Yeah, there definitely has a little
2: bit more. I mean, the like financial security. Like these guys are all skating in the afternoon because they like they can. Yeah, I have like a really free schedule, so I can. But I imagine these guys are all just like
1: I don't know, semi retired. Yeah. Also, so it's like hell yeah, just fucking stay at home and go skate. Trying to afford a slice of pizza. Fuck. Like once, like you got to get a $5 for a point. I can't afford that.
2: Yeah. I used to, I remember when we were like first, first touring, I would have to choose between like buying a coffee or like buying food. like, I guess I'm just going to buy this coffee. Oh (laughs) God. I guess that's where my money is going to go today.
1: A cup of coffee and a big gulp of air. Yeah. And
2: like, maybe buy like a dollar like a uh, pastry from like the gas station but i'll get like a good cup of coffee like oh, okay
1: hell yeah well uh i have one last question for you before we go but uh i really enjoyed hanging out it's been so chill like yeah i like just having a nice chat me too talking about skating even though i'm like kind of a poser but i don't care i love what pool. yeah no I love watching skateboarding.
2: Yeah. All of that stuff I feel like is gatekeepy bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong, there's serious poser energy that is not that. Do you know what I mean? You're not trying to like fake anyone out. No. That you're I like I do not skate, but I
1: love yeah. skateboarding.
2: <laughs> you're like, I'm just super into skating and I like having fun. It's like, then you're into skateboarding. Like, yeah. that's it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> It's like if you were like supposed to like. I really love hardcore, and people were like, what was the last show you went to?" And You're like,
1: "I don't know." I don't know. It's like, uh, no, you still like
2: hardcore. It doesn't matter,
1: uh, bro. You don't have to know. You'll find out eventually. Like, yeah,
2: it literally does not matter. Just
1: because you've never heard of Judge or Sick of It All doesn't mean you won't eventually. And if people haven't, then show them. Like, just fucking say, like, <laughs> "Yeah." If or you, if
2: you be like, like, like this
1: band, you might like this band. <laughs> Do you know Youth of Today? You should listen to this record. Yeah. Breakfast
2: is a great way to get into this band. That meme of like the the girl wearing a hardcore shirt and like someone like be like three talks Yeah, yeah. it's like, it.
1: annoying. Cringy. Plus, band merch like it's 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 the curse of band merch looking so fucking cool.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not anyone's fault. <laughs> it's like people being mad about like the Thrasher hoodie that everyone's like wearing, and it's like you know who's not mad about that? Fucking Thrasher. <laughs> Like, if you really want to get pissed at someone, you really want to like gatekeep. Like, the kid who bought it at Zubies doesn't give a shit. It's like, it says Thrasher in flame letters. What do you want people to do? (laughs) Do a kickflip. Yeah.
1: I can't kickflip. I can barely Ollie. I don't know if I can even do a moving Ollie, but I'll wear a Thrasher (laughs) hoodie. I don't give a shit. Get the pop can. That's the goal when you're a kid.
2: He like ollie the pop can moving,
1: dude. Insane. On top of the world. That's like everyone wants to be that dude's best friend. Yeah, they're like, "Whoa, he really skates." He he skates. Uh, <laughs> we're one last story. We were I was
2: skating with my friend's son. Uh He's twelve, and we were explaining to him about how back in the day in the nineties, if you didn't have like an ollie mark on the side of your shoes like if you were on the bus wearing like a pair of airwalks that didn't have an ollie mark on it, people would like, like front, like they would like give you shit. And we were telling this 12 year old and he was just like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, yeah, I, what was wrong with the nineties? Cause here's this kid who's skating and he just thought he like thinks we're psychos for even like, and I never did that stuff, but I definitely like remember being around all that. Where you were just like that person's wearing earwax.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really funny, especially seeing TikToks now from like kids. Oh yeah, kids are so smart and like cool now, and like chill and open. They and don't like- give a shit about like what you want to do with your life. <laughs> yeah. They're like, do it. Like, yeah, we were like, you don't have a ollie, Mark. You fucking poser, or like. Yeah. You- <laughs> Nice You're Iron Maiden t-shirt.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You, had to, you had to be about everything. Everything you put on was like a battle.
1: <laughs> it's like, I remember in even elementary school, and it's like, I'm wearing a Gap sweatshirt, and people are like, gay and proud. I'm like, bro, like, kids do not say that shit now. That's so mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 90s were harsh, or whatever era. It was 90s to 2000s. Yeah, harsh yeah. time i'm glad i'm glad
2: in lots of ways that stuff is tough. <laughs> it's yeah. like i see kids too talking about like old hardcore and they're like i wish old, i wish hardcore was violent like it used to be i'm like i mean have you ever been whipped in the face with a chain like <laughs> that, that was part of hardcore that i don't miss I don't miss getting a fucking chain
1: in the face. Or fucking going to a show and having to look out for like FSU guys. Like,
2: yeah, like crazy stuff. Like, yeah,
1: huge fights, like gnarly. Like,
2: and I, I see, and I'm like, yeah, maybe if you want that, like for sure. But like growing up and like going to it, there was definitely an element of it that was not cool. Yeah. That was, yeah, I get it. I like, like, shows being like really heavy and like dancing being really hard and stuff. But like, man, the bum out that is getting
1: a chain whipped in your face. <laughs> I was it's like, like what? yeah, that, that sucks. Even at fucking like code orange. I remember in 2017, some dude spin kicked a girl in the face with steel toe boots. And she had to get like reconstructive surgery in her jaw. Like it basically just broke her entire jaw. Yeah. It's like, why should you have to worry about that if you're just going to a show? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's bullshit.
2: And especially for something like that where you're just like, yeah, I don't understand it. Steel toe boots and you're spin kicking? <laughs> yeah. Or like people who used to mosh with like brass knuckles and stuff. It's just like, yeah, those are parts of hardcore that
1: were nuts. That's not that's- cool. Yeah, it's like, I don't miss any of that. Like, I, I don't miss gangs in hardcore. That's really stupid. Yeah. So, but I think, I think we've progressed well.
2: <laughs> I think, yeah, I think things are cool. I like where things are going. I like that. Yeah. There's like rarely ever a fight. I have to break up at a cancer bat show. It's like that stuff is, that stuff is cool. I'm glad everyone's way more chill.
1: You guys do have more of like a mellow vibe, I would say, when it comes to like hardcore, because I, n- I know that you guys like. I mean, you can get a limited edition bong now from Cancer Pass. <laughs> <so. laughs> yeah, our our vibe
2: has always been more chill, and I've always like really appreciated that. Like, there's tons of women that come to our shows, and they feel like that's like a you know safe space for them to like be. Uh, and like, I'm stoked on that. Like when we would tour with other bands, and be like, man there's half the crowd is like girls. That's yeah. Sad. Like when we toured with, um, uh, three inches of blood, they were like, what is even happening? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, you guys have literally, you're used to like two women being at your show. That's They're weird. like, yeah, this is sick. This is like where we want it. Like, this is the world I want to live in. So I, uh, yeah, I'm really pumped that those kind of like vibes are like becoming more and more
1: prevalent too. Shout out to the women in hardcore.
2: Yeah, hell yeah.
1: So, uh, well, Liam, this has been super fun. I have one last question before we go. Oh yeah, we never even did the one. I last I, I ask it to everybody. It's it's one of my favorite questions. Uh, Do what's I your like importance? F- yes. <laughs> no, that's definitely not the question. <laughs> what's your favorite city for
2: beans and breakdowns? Oh, yeah. You, I saw that in your email. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, okay, so I was thinking about this, and I guess we kind of already touched on it. I think my favorite city for Beans and Breakdowns is Copenhagen. Um, and I was thinking specifically of like that fest that they have, Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. which is like a gnarly metal fest but also you can get like the best cup of coffee at that fest like there'll there's like multiple stands of like local people making like amazing go- i'm like this is what's up and you like drink a really good coffee and like watch terror yeah and you're like hell yeah copenhagen That's all i ever want in life <laughs> <laughs> so be at an
1: outdoor festival drinking your coffee watching terror in copenhagen
2: in Copenhagen. Fuck. It's never hot. It's never cold. It's like weirdly just
1: in this like perfect hoodie weather. Collective Coffee is there, which is... Oh, yeah. Just apparently it's the greatest coffee shop in the world. Uh
2: Yeah, there's a bunch of really like rad ones. It's also like the number one city for bicycles. Yeah. So there we go. Shout out Copenhagen.
1: Shouts out Copenhagen, man. Uh, This has been super fun. I really appreciate you hanging out with me uh, today. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man. Looking out for Psychic Jailbreak, the LP. April 15th. The LP will
2: arrive at some point, but streaming? (laughs) 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 April 15th. It's ready for
1: the internet. And you guys already have merch. Merch available for pre-orders, right?
2: Yeah. All of our merch, is we're shipping
1: it right now. If you live in
2: Canada, Those beans are flying off the shelves, so limited
1: edition beans coming at you. I say if we get good, but if they sell out, I'll probably make more. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta try to get my hands on a bag of that before uh, they get nabbed up. But uh, otherwise, I'll see you at Boots-a-Fest. Fuck yeah, man! I'm, I'm gonna be there. Uh, Bad Luck is playing their first show in like forever. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but, but they're yeah, yeah. I love that band. Um, but yeah, uh, take care. Enjoy the rest of your, uh, Saturday. You too. And, uh, feel better. I hope you're, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> it.
2: Dissipates and, uh, yeah, man. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Yeah. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of beans and breakdowns. I want to say a huge thanks to Liam for coming on the podcast and hanging out, talking about all about the cancer bats upcoming LP. Be sure to check out Psychic Jailbreak out April 15th so the day after this episode will drop. Be sure to check out some of their merch that's available as well as the Pressure Mind Blend Coffee Beans. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. You can also find out more about the podcast by following us on Instagram at Breakdowns or on the web at beansandbreakdowns.com. Until next week, stay caffeinated and wake the fuck up.